Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Bottled Up Bitches is hosted by a horny married couple. Content may include adult language and themes. Check the description for more details. Viewer discretion is advised. It's season three! Welcome to Bottled Up Bitches, your favorite sex podcast with me, Rihanna Campbell. And me, producer man Adam. Rihanna, are you ready for some hot topics and even hotter guests? Well, you know I am. Let's fucking do this. Stay horny, bitches. Hey, Adam. Hey, Rihanna. It's good to stay up late. Love it. How's your night going? It's going good. I, I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling good as hell because we just had an awesome <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that? I did like that. I thought that was good as hell. Good as heck. Good as heck? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's, we, should allow to, we should announce to our audiences we are now a PG show. Mm-hmm. So no and, more. And the uh, sound is not PG. So now we have to add in... Um, Soft words over the hard words. Yeah. So you're going to hear like Michelle, like motherfucker. And it's going to be like mother trucker. Like, yeah. It's We're going like a- straight up like like a cable, cable censorship. <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay, mother trucker. Love it. Mother, yeah. Well, we just had a really, um, really great episode with Anna. Yes. Anna and I go way back. You do. I've known Anna since I was in fourth grade. It's a long time. Mm-hmm. A long time to know somebody. Yeah, we reconnected here in town in Austin. She moved here maybe a year or two after we did. Yeah, maybe I want to say two years because we were living at Kobe. Uh huh. So a few couple years, and um, yeah, it's been a wonderful journey reconnecting, and she's truly just one of my best friends now. But an incredible episode. You will hear that it was so good that we actually made two episodes out of it. So we did. We listen we, and enjoy it because there will be a second one. There will be, and um. Yeah, we we started off with just the intention of doing one episode. I think what happened is you had kind of two topics you wanted to discuss with her. Mm-hmm. And we needed the full 45. And we needed the full 40 for each episode. For, like for we needed a full topic. episode length for each topic, so we decided to go ahead and do a second episode. And um they're both I think some of our one of our two of our best episodes. They're absolutely fantastic. She's an amazing speaker. She's so smart. She's an incredible woman. Is there anything else you'd like to add, sir? I don't think so. Without further ado, I hope you enjoyed the one of two episodes with Anna. So I'm like, yeah, I'm mentally ill. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like on Snapchat, I will straight up be like, I am unhinged, you know? And then the next day I'll be like, just kidding, I'm hot again. You know, because that'd be <laughs> A real life. daddy. She yeah. bounces back. Yeah, she bounces back and that'd be life. So I do, I, I, I think, like I said, it's just I've realized, especially considering my family, how they're so picky, glass menagerie about what goes on their social media. Yeah, they um, want to give off a, a certain impression. Very much like Stepfordy, you know, mm-hmm. and um, that's just, I feel like that's not cohesive with how we are in real life and that that is more jarring for people to like see us in life and then experience us on social media and just like the contrast between the two. So I'd rather take the sting out of it and just let them know I'm a shit show off the rip, you know? <laughs> But we love the honesty. We love yeah. that about you. Honest Anna is what I call you. Is it? <laughs> yeah, that's what you'll go down in history. Honest Abe and Honest Anna. I love that. What would you say is, what was what is an example of something honest or unhinged or like whiplash you gave people? Like someone responded like, I had no idea. What, what was that situation? Um, I mean, I would definitely say like growing up, people didn't understand my hypersexuality I would say or like why I behaved a certain way so whenever I would go on and explain just kind of background shit that was happening in my life it kind of like made connections for people so a lot of shit with my parents that I would talk about people were like oh wow that makes sense or like I would have never guessed um and then just like I don't even know if it's specifics necessarily that resonate with people it's just seeing someone be real that people will contact me and be like, I'm going through a self-healing journey myself and like, please keep doing this. It, you know, even if the actual subject doesn't specifically resonate to them, yeah. just seeing, I think seeing someone that is so in real time unpacking this shit so openly mm-hmm. is what I would say like jars people the most especially coming from the family that I come from where they're very much appearance focused yeah and a little reserved right can I say where you're from yeah because you're from a little town outside Beaumont and that's how I know you yeah in China Texas yeah so very I don't want to say I feel like there's negative connotation with backwoods but I just feel I just more associate that with tiny 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 town where at one point when I lived there the mayor was also like a janitor at the school (laughs) Do you remember that little woman? No. She was a little woman. I don't know her name. I want to say her name was Mary or something, but she was the, yeah, she was at the school all the time. Maybe she wasn't a janitor, but she was doing something at the school, half-ass part-time working. And she was also the fucking mayor of China. I know. Our mayor, I do remember. (laughs) I do remember our mayor. Little curly hair. (gasps) And she, it was, it was salt and peppery, mainly gray, short, uh, short, like really tight tendrils. Up to the shoulder. She was very tan. She was older, probably in her 60s at that time. And she was just, I think maybe she was a bus driver. Like, I swear to God. I think it was like a bus driver situation or something. Because I do remember people being like, there's our mayor barefoot on a four-wheeler with like six grandkids on the back of this four-wheeler. Yeah, she was just like a favorite PTA Mm -hmm. grandma and she became the mayor. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That does sound right. Um... And it, it's like unlocking a core memory for me, kind of. But. Where the country music star was one of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where we've all sucked, sucked dick for the country music star's sons. Oh, God. 
Oh my god. Yes. Yes, that's that's D-list celebrities. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what that town consisted of. We love that. Including and the mayor. She was also a D-list celebrity. Right. And I think that's another thing that like is kind of like with the appearance thing, moving to a big city. I was like, y'all, we are not shit out in the real world. Like in our tiny town, of course, everybody like knows our name and like my sister said something about it the other day where someone recognized her as being one of our family members and that it made her feel so good because she's so proud to be one of our family members or whatever. Because y'all's roots are deep in that town. Yeah, super deep. And um, But like the last name holds. Yeah. Her, like holds weight, holds yeah. girth. Holds <laughs> both. Both <laughs> truly. But yeah, there's like streets and shit named after us and stuff. And like um, I'm glad that they get to experience that. And now that I've moved away, I, I feel that same thing, except I'm kind of like the estranged. You're the black sheep. Yeah. I'm, well, also, I'm just not heavily involved in the community. They like know my family, know my family's situation. They don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. Just sitting on a sexy couch in Austin doing a podcast, Aww. drinking wine. You know what I'm saying? Sexy like, couch. She's yeah. on Facebook Markup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the couch that would be in like, a casting couch video. It's not the same. And I'm here for couch. it. It is. <laughs> it is. You know how to set the tone. Thank I love you. that. We, love we that aim to please. Yeah. But so she experiences that and she likes it. And I mean, I like it too. I'm, I am proud of my family, but also I have that like sincerity about me because the big city just does that. It makes you. Kind of knocks you down a few pegs that like, wow, you are a small fish here. And you don't have the energy to keep up. The bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so yeah. much other fast-paced shit going on around you that to keep up with appearance. Like, I will go to H-E-B, titties out. And like a commoner? Like a commoner. No makeup. <laughs> I do wear shoes. But, like, in Beaumont, that, Our like, mayor would never. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, my my mom was very, like, a, even if you're going to the grocery store, have a full face of makeup, have your hair done, like, don't leave the house in sweats type of vibe. Yeah. And I will show up looking absolutely fucking feral. and Because I don't have the energy. There's so much other shit to do. I'm trying to make sure that I'm not, like, getting T-boned and, like, you know, just fast-paced big city shit. Yeah. So, I'm out here trying to just make sure I don't get T-bagged, honestly. That's the kind of life I live. Oh. <laughs> I love that. Get there. I love Cap- that. Feral with a capital F. <laughs> <laughs> well, something that you're also very open and honest about on your social media or spe- specifically Snapchat is your conversations with your partner about being the way you described as non monogamous. Yeah. You don't ever describe it as open relationship. Yeah. Because um, I think. One, labels are still very tricky. Like, mm-hmm. um, so I think our generation has come up with a lot of, like, very generic terms, like neurodivergent. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, we don't really go into specifics. And I'm the same thing with, like, or I'm the same way with saying, like, poly, open, whatever. Um, that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. It's a yeah. spectrum. You know what I'm saying? So for me to be like, oh, I'm open or, oh, we're poly, I don't want to disrespect my partner by sending that out and someone misinterpreting it. And being like, oh, so sister wife, you know, yeah, whatever. That's not our agreement. And specifically being whether it's non-monogamous, poly, open, however you want to phrase it, there, there's just there, like you said, there's just so many different sub, right, subreddits of each yeah. and every one of them. Because when you described it to me, you described it as, well, I want to cuddle and make out with my friends. Yeah, and I thought that was hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> because you described as, well, I don't want to go out and fuck strangers. I want to cuddle my friends. Yeah. Or make out with my friends. Mm-hmm. 
And I think in my mind for my relationship, I'm like, that's worse. The that's way, worse? Yes, because the way if I if Adam and I ever agreed to having an open relationship, the way I know Adam works is, well, I don't want to ever see the person you're fucking. Hmm. Versus like, yeah, I had sex with Anna. She's coming over today for some fucking pasta. Yeah. You'd be like, I don't want to see her. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that, I think that's just my interpretation of it. And is that fair? I would say so, yeah. I don't think you would want the person that I'm... Be like, in our lives. In our lives, right, yeah. yeah. I don't think you would want to look at me or look at another person going, wow, that's person's been up her vagina. Like, yeah. And well, that could also be, like... Insecurity? Sure. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Sorry. Sure, but that could also be, like, maybe if... If, that, if we were more of, like, a couple to have that kind of relationship, maybe I wouldn't be that way like you know what I mean yeah like it may be I may feel that because I'm not interested in having a non-monogamous or well and that's the thing is that like having an open and transparent conversation with your partner Mm -hmm. because like I said it's a spectrum and so his background what he's been through he has an entirely different set of guidelines like he was like am I going to come home and find you making out with somebody on the couch? And I was like, if you don't want that, absolutely not. You know what I'm saying? It's just expressing, like, I personally don't, I, as far as sex goes, I only want me and him to have sex in our bed. That is our marital bed. That is our sacred space. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what you do on the dining room table. I don't give a shit, but there is a space that's sacred for us. That's my personal boundary, you know, and so I think that is a majority of the conversations that we have is mm-hmm. just kind of like, okay, I have always blurred the lines between my platonic relationships. Like, I have a vivid memory of <laughs> <laughs> in, in third grade, I got in trouble because I dared my best friend at the time to make out with me, a girl. And Do I know her? I... Don't think so because this was China. We weren't together I'll to yet. Ex- I'll have to explain the funny with you after okay. this. Okay. But um yeah, I remember being like, should we like kiss like with tongue? And we were in the third fucking grade. So how I like whatever, but that's also like me doing the majority of my shit with girls first, like whatever. Um, but I dared her to make out with me and she was this cute little church girl. We actually knew each other through church. And, of course, these two girls start kissing on the playground. People start swarming around us. And we got in trouble. We got sent to the principal's office. The little girl got pulled from the school district and sent to a private all-girls school, which I don't really know how that would have helped the situation. (laughs) You know? But so, and then we, yeah, we never had contact with each other. And then, like, my freshman year of college, I walked into this big auditorium and I see her there. And I just kind of walked up to her and I was like, I am so fucking sorry (laughs) if I like if my uh youthful promiscuity but I mean like that literally I I remember it even before that like asking my friends to kiss me or just being very inquisitive about their body like Mm -hmm. I something happened to me I don't necessarily know if it was like a trauma thing or just like a connection that I had made but I started craving that physical intimacy between even my platonic relationships at a very young age. And I think other things happened through my life that kind of reinforced it. Um, Like we were talking about earlier, my parents fucking texting, even though they've been divorced for like 15 years, flirting openly, you know, like just little shit like that. Um, 
that kind of reinforced it. But like I said, that blurred line between what platonic relationships are, I think has always been something for me. And then, you know, me and my partner have had solid good years of monogamousness. <laughs> and, um, and then it finally got to the point where I was just kind of like, okay, I feel... I at least feel safe enough to start this conversation, even right. if it's not something that ends up where he's like, absolutely, let's fucking go into this fully. Um, it's something where I felt like I wouldn't be judged. He knows that I love him. He knows that he's main and that <laughs> I want to build a life with him. I want to have his babies and stuff like that. And then I'm not out there looking for another partner per se. It's just that, like I said, I want to be able to make out with my friends and cuddle because it's just like, natural inclinations that I've kind of always had. Yeah. Yeah. And that's important. I'm really proud of both of you for being able to have those conversations. I know very lightly I brought, like, as you mentioned to uh, me earlier, kind of dipping your toe into the conversation. Mm -hmm. And I've done that even on this podcast a few times with Adam where I've openly expressed, like, I, I don't think I'm necessarily opposed to me hooking up with someone else, but it's not the forefront. I... My forefront is I want Adam to hook up with other people. Mm. I don't know. I, I know why. I don't want to say I don't know why. But that is something that I've spoken to him about a few times where I'm like, I am the second woman you've ever been with. Arguably, I count it as the first because the first person was more of like, a, I don't want to be a virgin anymore. Let's go have sex really quick. He doesn't even remember her name. I think he does. And he just doesn't want to tell me. <laughs> no, he says he doesn't. But uh that's not a lasting impression, right? Yeah. So, like, in my mind, I'm the only person he's had sex more than once with. And I'm not the end-all, be-all. I I don't know if I'm good at sex. I don't – there are things that we try or we do. Everyone has a different technique. Everyone has a different way of kissing and touching and doing things. And we're creatures of habit. You know, I have my way of touching someone. And there can be a very different way of touching someone. And I want him to experience that. And I want him to bring it home and be like, oh, I thought this was neat. I thought this was cool. Try doing this. You've never done this before. I don't know what I don't know. And you know what I mean? Like, I just think it would make, I just think it would strengthen our sex life if he had more experience and experienced different women and how they go about the bedroom. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I think because whenever you look at it from that perspective of like non-monogamy, can kind of be used as a tool in your relationship. I don't want to like take the human aspect out of it because there are other other humans involved and like emotions get involved and whatever. But if you look at it in terms of that, because like with my partner, he's bisexual. And whenever he was not living in our small town, he was able to dabble in that a little bit, but he did not have the experiences that he wanted because um, the the male aspect of like bisexuality, homosexuality um, can be pretty toxic, especially the way he was experiencing it because he was experiencing it in the military. And so, yeah, they were very, because he's so chill and just like down to have a good time, but they would play this weird, like dominating role where they would like be rough. And he was just kind of like, I'm just trying to have fun. Like, I'm just, it doesn't have to be something where you're like aggressive towards me. And this doesn't like, always have to be like a kink. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like he was or just generally. Yeah. So I'm like, if you, if you feel like you're fulfilled in that aspect, um, that's great. But also I want you because I have lived every bisexual, like fantasy, whatever. I, like I said, I started with like dating girls and doing that. 
with girls. So um, there's not really a part of me that feels like I've missed out or anything like that. But if he hasn't had the connection that he wants with men, I want him to be able to pursue that, whether he's with me or not. And also, I think it's just I'm so secure in what we have. Yeah. That like if someone were to come in and swoop him away or swoop me away, there was probably an Achilles heel in that relationship. And this just brought it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're solid, like, and because I think that's another thing that we're very clear about is that like, if he and I were not solid and we were floundering, now's not the time to leave the home and entertain other people. That just makes the situation so much more muddy and difficult to understand Like, you have to be checking in with your partner, making sure that they're comfortable, making sure that you're good. Because I told him if there's ever a time where he was like, babe, you're out of the house way too much. I feel disconnected from you. I'll come back. I'll cut off whatever because he's my main priority. Yeah. And, like, so, yeah, I think if you view it as, like, a tool, like you said, to get more experience in one way or I'm not a man, you know? So, like, if ooh craves that um then it's fine uh I can't satisfy that for him that doesn't mean that I can't satisfy other aspects of his life um I just want to leave that open for him but from my standpoint specifically it's just like I have I have like I said inclinations to elevate my connection with people and it's not devious because that's another thing that I'm personally having to unpack is that I've kind of been socially conditioned to think that the way that I am is immoral and um, sleazy and like dishonest and stuff like that. So that's why I'm constantly bringing it up because I think that transparency kind of takes the sting out of it. Yeah. You know, that I'm not doing anything behind your back. I'm trying to be as respectful to you and myself, because if I want to do something, I understand that we're married or whatever, but I still want to do what I want to do. <laughs> like, it kind of yeah. sounds bad. is key and I do agree that just because you're in a relationship or just because you're married and in your case engaged congratulations thanks um I don't think that that means you should cut off any piece of you Mm -hmm. and that's something that you've always had I've always had a little bit of it for sure um not necessarily a wandering eye but I do think that I think I do have a fear that I tend to agree when people talk about how monogamy isn't forever and how we're not, like, built for monogamy. I agree with a lot of it. I know that I have a partner that doesn't think the same way, so I'm very respectful towards it. Yeah. And, um, but I do do think that is something that I – I have a lot of connection with. Yeah. But it's all about communication. You know, we have to be respectful to one another if we're going to be in a committed relationship at all. You know, those things have to be, um, I don't want to say compromise. Like, I want to respect him and his views and his way of thinking. But I also think there has to be a give of he has to hear me out. Right. You know, that person has to hear out what I'm going through and what my mind is going through because it's also just part of growth. Add 
Adam and I have been together for seven years since I was 19. I'm definitely a different person than I was at 19, now at 27. So as long as he's always willing to grow and explore with me, you know, I think that's what's going to make a successful relationship. I might, we might try out being poly or open or whatever, and we might both hate it. We might be like, no, this yeah. is a no for me, dog. Yeah. And that communication is so important because I wouldn't want to ever come into my home and see another person. Right. That's a cutoff for me. Yeah. If we're going to do this, do not bring them to my house. Right. I don't want them around my things. I don't want you. I, I would have a rule that like you can only hook up with one person one time. Mm. I don't want there to be feelings. Yeah. I don't want there to be a comfort. And let me go get let me go get this uh, puss puss from this one person I enjoy. No, right. bitch. Or here's your Valentine's Day gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I get it. So the, I get it. And, that, and other people don't think that way. Other yeah. people are like, maybe there's some people that are like, well, no, I want us to be safe and not have multiple partners so you can have one other partner. Yeah. You know, there, like you said, there is such a wide range and spectrum of all these things and that communication and having those boundaries and rules and, right. you know, well, and like, important. I think, like, our boundaries aren't very, like, it's more like earlier I was talking with one of my friends on Snapchat who was like, oh, my God, thank you for being open about this, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, but uh, another friend of mine was like, I would just make sure that one, he doesn't feel um, insecure and validated. And also something that they brought up that I didn't even think about was make sure they aren't just agreeing to someone or something out of fear of losing you, because that's what yeah. happened the first go around is that. With my first fiance, I brought it up and he said, okay. And after I followed through, there was so much resentment and anger because they weren't truly okay with it. They just said yes because they didn't want to lose me. Yeah. And so, but I am now before I even, because the first time I heard a yes and I fucking ran with it. I didn't ask any further questions. Yeah. Now I'm very attentive to him and I'm like, okay, do you know that it is not because I'm unfulfilled in our relationship at all. Like it's, it has nothing to do with that. Um, do you know that you're my primary? And do you know that if at any point it becomes, like I said, if it was like, Hey, you're out of the house too much, or I feel very disconnected from you. You're always on your phone. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. You come back home and you fortify yourselves again. Like how you said, y'all may try it. Um, there's people that have periods of poly. There's people that have periods of monogamy, you know, it just like whatever your baseline is, but you may try something and it doesn't work for you at the time. You come back to it later. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that fluidity is what builds longevity in your relationship is your ability to just be like, Hey, whatever we need to bring in right now to, it's not forever. Yeah. It's not forever. If we're going to be together for 50, 60 years. Right. There are things about this relationship that are going to change, mm-hmm. whether that is for a short period of time or a long period of time. Right. And like you said, that is what builds longevity. We were not, we're not built to be the same exact people in the same exact circumstances for 50, 60 years. Right. And I think that's the kind of scope that I think about it is, well, I know I, I love to death Adam and I, I know we talked about on the podcast before about, um, some issues that we were having and like this really big dip that we went through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a conversation with a friend and they said, what would happen if you divorce Adam? And I, I'm super pro divorce and I'm like, Oh, well, yeah, I could divorce Adam. I would be sad about it. Um, but I have enough faith to know that 
this is my person and we would probably divorce and just get remarried yeah, in five years. I was years. about to say, you yeah, told me that. Like, I'm just going to remarry him. So there's no fun. <laughs> yeah. So divorce doesn't bother me because yeah. I know who I'm built for. Mm-hmm. I know who I'm built for. I know the person that I have. I know all the things that I love about this person. I've also watched this person grow and get, you know, adapt and give me what I need. And my yeah. needs are always changing. I like to do, I like to think that I'm doing the same thing for Adam, but I just have this everlasting feeling of just, well, if things don't work out right now, they'll work out later. Right. Um, and to me, yeah. that's what marriage is. Mm-hmm. Marriage is like, people are like, marriage is so much more than a piece of paper. It really is. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever you say that you're marrying someone, you're saying, hey, whatever the fuck I have to do to do this, like, I know it's uncomfortable for my partner to hear me say I have impulses to make out with other people. That's got to fucking suck, especially because they do have a not good enough wound. They have, you know, infidelity trauma from multiple fronts. So I know that that's got to suck, but I guarantee fucking to you it does not suck more than me being like, oh, hey, I accidentally fucked somebody last night. You know what I'm saying? Like Communication is key. And it sucks and it's uncomfortable, but I would rather have an uncomfortable conversation that builds trust mm-hmm. than one that just completely fucking shatters You're somebody else. You're huge on communication. Yeah. You love communication. I yeah. love that for you. That's what this mouth do. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? That's what this mouth do. What would that mouth do, though? Communicate? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I agree. And, you know, I, I know certain things like monogamy and different partners and these little things really make Adam's little ass cheeks clench. Like, mm. this is not how he was built. He was not built for sharing. Yeah. Um, but I do hope that over time, it's something that he, that you, you're in this room, mm-hmm. that you're willing to try. You don't have to. See, look how, look how uncomfy he is. You don't have to. We're not doing this tomorrow. Calm down. But I do hope the conversation in, in regards to you and I are going to be together, uh, you know, knock on wood, another 50, 60 years... Do you, don't you think that that requires change or different circumstances or different possibilities of, of just trying new things? Do you want to come here? Do you want to lab? Do you want me to, you want me to move this? You want to come over this way? Sit on my lap, baby. (laughs) Sit on my lap, baby. So, I mean, Yes. Yeah, I am. I I understand that for sure. And this is new to you. You've gotten a little more. I want to say a lot more. You've become more open the last. I want to say year. Sure. Absolutely. Um. And and I'm also open to the idea that my thoughts and feelings might change. You know. Uh, it makes me so uncomfortable now. And like you know, everyone live whatever life they want to. Like the thought of you with another person makes me sick. Like it, like mm-hmm. I'm getting nauseous. Like listening to this, don't throw up on me. I, I, I no <laughs> promises. You're literally not, standing over me right now, and I love it, but don't throw up. If you heard, if you heard, I'm gonna hurl. So yeah, I mean, it's it's I don't know. It's it's definitely a tough one for me. There's just something. But I respect that. Sure. I but know that also, I know that this is something that I say make your ass cheeks curl. I know this is something that makes you sick. Curl, curl, baby. Curl. You better work. I have a weird ass. I have an appointment with a doctor. I'm fucking week. dead. Curl. Um, curl yeah, but I mean, and also part of it is like, it's a weird thing, and and you know, I, I think you and situation seems a lot different, but like to give kind of this perspective, 
it's tough because then I, I part of what makes my ass curl is like <laughs> I hear these and I'm like, am I a bad person for denying this? No, you're and not. See, that's the and not only that, but like oh, he has more. But like, oh, how do I phrase this without sound? I don't want to sound bad. Just sound, just just say it, and I'll, I'll I know I can comprehend it. Like to a level of should I be nervous about this? Like, this is, like, a feeling you have, and I am, at least at this point, yeah, denying it, or, like, you know, something that I'm, like, you know, we've talked, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but we've talked about it in life, like, I have regular night terrors. You do. Abandonment. You have abandonment issues. I clearly have abandonment issues, but, like, one of the very specific one that I have very frequently is you, is me catching you having a fear having an affair and a fear having an affair but whenever i catch you you're always like in my nightmare you're always like it's almost like we had an open relationship but i wasn't informed like it's this weird thing where i'm like so i think it kind of digs into me having that nightmare we're almost like like oh this nightmare quote unquote is what's happening you know what I'm, i understand, you know what, I'm what you saying? i do yeah. and i i think that that to double down on the communication and my love for you, my priority for you, that if you're not in that space yet or you're not ready for something like that, then I'm I'm not going to force that on you. Mm-hmm. You know, I you can go sit if you want. I'm done with you. Um, <laughs> <Don't leave. laughs> um, like something I haven't openly talked about very often or at all is my um, part time career as a stripper. So I have not really openly discussed this on the podcast, but we've had conversations that he's okay with me having talking about this publicly. But it's been it's like about to be a year, if you can mm-hmm. believe it, of me stripping. Um, I strip part time just for the extra funds. Yeah, and a big piece of that was a back and forth between Adam and I, and he he had a similar concern is if, if I am I denying something that you've always wanted to do because I've talked about stripping for years. Um, because I know what I'm good at. <laughs> that's manipulating dumb boys. <laughs> With that body. Love that for you. Um, <laughs> so, but that was my overall theme with him was like, hey, if you're going to let me do this, just know my priority is you. And if there's ever a point in time where you're like, pull the plug, you're not going anymore, you're not doing this. I'm like, word, I won't right. go back anymore because right. that's my priority. Yeah, I would like to make more money. Have a little more stability. Have some extra funds, whatever. I want to pay off my car. It's not worth throwing away my tr- uh, the trust between my partner and I. 100%. Because that's what a lot of people ask me is like, um, you know, because I, even before I was open about the non-monogamy, people would approach me about, about sex, about whatever. And I had to explain to my partner, there's really no real threat because none of them are actually wanting to get to know me. And I feel like it's kind of a similar situation at work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If they're not crossing the boundary to where they're trying to, like, infiltrate your personal life. Yeah. And they're getting, you know, just a little bit closer. Like, whenever I say my friends, um, they either, one, know that we're not compatible as life partners and that's why we're friends. Or they don't care to know me at that level. Like, I don't know, because there's different, there's just different levels of intimacy. And everyone that Six has... Six from what I've read. Oh, wow. (laughs) Well, we'll say five. (laughs) Stop. You say things where I can't tell if you're, like, actually being funny. 
You know, no, what we I'm read saying? it. Like, it's, a, like, it's, in a, it's in a marital book. That there's oh. six, six pillars of intimacy is in a book that we've read during our crisis. Oh, that's, that's why he's laughing. Work. One of the that. pillars was God, though. So I, the other I'm one, really... no, the other pillar was spirituality. Okay, good. And they're religious, but oh. you can interpret it however you feel. That's why they make it spirituality and not the the Lord. Well, see, and that's another thing. Like, I think there's different levels of sex as well. Because whenever I started talking to my partner about it. Um, he was like, well, cause at first, like I said, I, this has been months in the, in the making, you no, know, this like, years. like this Decades. has been a long time where like, well, I'm saying my conversation specifically with him where oh. I started bringing it up. Okay. I dipped my toe into it and I was like, how would you feel about me with another girl? Because for some reason men are programmed to it's more digestible f- to picture their yeah. par- their female partner with another That's female. also my favorite way to see if someone is bi or gay is to ask them, when's the last time you kissed a girl? Do you know this? No. It's like an ongoing this. thing with me and like someone else in our life. Oh. Um, when they have girls hit on them and stuff is that's what she says because of me. I'm dead. Is, that's the easy way to find out if they're interested. Uh-huh. And the easy segue is, when's the last time you kissed a girl? So if you want to kiss a girl at the bar, ask them that question. And they'll be like, oh, my God, never. Or yesterday. You know, that's the flirty mm. segue is, when's the last time you kissed a girl? I truly <laughs> want to get, like, little you sayings on T-shirts and, like, hand them out to people. That's like, called merch, just, baby. Like, just work. Rihanna, <laughs> I didn't invent work. work. I know, but just like that's your punctuation. If I say something and you just don't know how to respond, you're just like work. Okay, and I'm work. like work what? What are you talking? What the fuck I say, are you talking about? I say work and word. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But um, it's because I'm so LGBT cute. <laughs> that one is a uh, that is a me. I'm trying to make LGBT cute happen. It's gonna happen. I'll that. make it happen one day. I love it. That's easy with segues. When's the last yeah. time you kissed a girl? Um, but so that was the segue. I was just like, what if it was with another girl? Because mm-hmm. he was like, well, from a from a male perspective, I feel like if it's a man, I don't want that because I should be able to fulfill that. And I was like, okay, well, let's unpack that because yes, you're a man. You're not every man though. And every man has a different energy to them. Just like every woman has a different energy to them. Like, the girl I was with for a really long time, she was very dominant and... Is this so-and-so? Huh? Is this someone I know? No, 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 no. Oh, because I, no, I know she, there was a little bit of an influx of a friend that we both were friends with. So right. Like, no, okay. she um, she was, like, related to someone that you may know, but she, You're fine. she was an H-Town babe. But, yeah, so her and I were on and off for, like, the majority of my adolescence, honestly, and she was very rough and dominating and then I've had women that are so sweet and sultry you know what I'm saying like just everybody has their own little sexual fingerprint so just because he's a man that doesn't mean that he has every single energy that the masculine can present itself as you know what I'm saying like I'm like babe so you would go salsa dancing with me picture it you know him imagine so what a time We'll, both, we'll both bring our partner to I, salsa dancing and know. see how uncomfortable they are. You know, and I'm like, it, it doesn't mean he's fucking sexy. He's beautiful. And I enjoy him in so many different ways. But there's just some ways where he's just not that energy and he would feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. Just like there are certain things that I would feel really uncomfortable doing that he may enjoy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not an athlete. So, like, if you want a sexy person to, like, go play soccer with you, no. I'm not. <laughs> that's not me. 
I'm very hot, but I'm not athletic. And, like, I, we know this about me. Can I tell you something so funny that you told me that I came home and told Adam? What? We went and saw Florence and the Machine recently together. Mm-hmm. And Florence at one point was like, we need a human sacrifice. Like, lift up the person. <laughs> and I was like, I immediately, like, crowded around you. And the way you yeah. went to, you're going to have to lift with your knees on that one. <laughs> and I, and then... And then earlier in the night, someone said the same thing. They're like, yeah. oh, if you can't get your painting to Florence, we'll just pick you up and, and crowd surf you. And you're yeah. like, well, I hope everyone had their muscle milk this morning. Yes. And I, I thought that was the, you're so fun. You're full of fun sayings. Yeah. And those cracked me up so hard that I came home and told the Adam about it because <laughs> I was dying laughing. And it's really not from a place of self-deprecation. Like, I do, <laughs> I think I'm fucking beautiful. Like, let's be real. I'm beautiful. I got the face going. There's just certain things that I'm not, and athletic is one of them. Yeah. Like, yoga is the extent. But, like, if you make me run, there will be hell to pay. So, yeah. And if he wants to experience that, mm-hmm. that's fine. But it's just – so, again, it was just kind of, like, unpacking that because I was like, okay, let's be real. There is certain – like, you you could not – like, you just don't have it in you to do this to me um, or behave in this way because we have a different connection. We have a different sexual chemistry. Yeah. So how it looks behind closed doors is different. And that doesn't mean that it's any lesser than, you know what I'm saying? So, um, what you got, do you think, cause you brought this up and I'm curious if this is kind of a male female thing. Sure. Um, you've always talked about, granted, if you walked in and I was in the middle of fucking someone else, like that would be cheating, but you've always be devastating. It'd be devastating. I could be talked out of it was cheating. <laughs> well, so to, to that point, you kind of brought up like <laughs> it'd be a miracle. Um, you brought up. I'd how, be proud. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not even. You eat a whole wheel of cheese. I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. <laughs> you brought up how like it's. You've always it's more of an emotional connect. Like if I had an emotional connection with someone, that would be harder than a physical connection. Yeah. Where I think I'm very much the opposite. The opposite. I think if you had like a super deep. I think very similar, right? Like, if I was sleeping, just having a physical connection with someone, you would have a hard time with that as well. Mm-hmm. But it would be stronger for emotional, or emotional. Yeah. Whereas I'm kind of the exact opposite. I'm wondering if that's more of a male versus female thing. I think anytime I've heard about, like, I feel like I've heard this I think this it's before. opposite. I think I'm giving a male perspective. Because I feel like when, when men cheat, that's the first thing they say is, like, well, it didn't mean anything. And that's when girls forgive. It's like, well, it was a physical thing, or I wasn't putting out, or I was emotionally unavailable. I think I'm giving an opposite. I do think it's a male-female thing, but I think I'm presenting what is typically a male perspective. You say I'm a feminist, then. Yes. (laughs) But I also, before we wrap up for this episode, I want to also point out, um, because you brought it up, and I just want to be very clear, um, because I love you and I care about you, and I just want to reiterate I don't have like an like an urge to fuck other people. I know. I want you to fuck other people. <laughs> like when you're like, oh, is this something that I might need to worry about? I'm like, well, no, because I want you to go have sex with other people. If you're like, this is a you're hey Rihanna, you're not allowed to fuck other people, but I am. I'd be like, yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. But like, sure, go try it. Like I, if that's I. It's for science. Like I truly just don't want you to. I just want you, for one, I don't want you to feel deprived because I feel like in 30 years you're going to be like, wow, there's so much other that I could have tried, but now I'm old and saggy and I can't. Sure, sure, sure. And then two, I want you to bring it home and I want you to teach me new things. Be like, oh, I really liked when this when this happened. This was fun. Maybe you'll come home with something new for me because they, they showed you something different. I don't know. I'm not the end-all be-all of sex sure. as much as I'm a goddess. I'm not the end-all. truthfully, though. 
Truthfully, though, I'm not the end all be all. I see you like every day. That's fair. I uh, I don't want you to feel like this is uh, something you should worry about because I'm not out here trying to fuck everyone. Fair enough. Yeah, I think you also underestimate my uh, general disdain for everyone that's not you. That's that's my that's my partner. <laughs> straight up, straight up, like, like this, male, female, whatever. Yeah. We have men that are lucky to have us. <laughs> <laughs> you are not wrong. You oh are god, not wrong. If you enjoyed today's episode of Balled Up Bitches, be sure to rate and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. To join in on more of our conversations and fun, you can follow us on social media at Bottled Up Bitches on Instagram and Bottled Up Talk on Twitter. And write in your sexcapades, anything you want to share with the team at BottledUpTalk at gmail.com. Cover art for Bottled Up Bitches is created by Winston Gambro. Episodes are produced and edited by Rihanna Campbell and Adam Lewis. This has been a Crooked Bunny production. Stay horny, bitches! <laughs>